Hey, everybody. Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. I have a podcast with Ben Sprague, who is the CEO of Earl Warren Showgrounds, and he's going to unravel and explain the whole pickleball controversy going on at Earl Warren, but also about the big changes ahead for Earl Warren and how they're looking to expand and reach out and do this whole new branding thing for the community. I wanted to alert you to two other podcasts that I did recently. Michael Shermer, who is the author of several books, New York Times bestselling books. He's also the owner of Skeptic Magazine. We talked, he's a Santa Barbara resident, it's sort of a big coup for me because he's this nationally known figure. And we talk about Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's a Democratic presidential candidate. And we talk about his controversial views on autism and and vaccines and also why um you know this is Shermer's whole deal why rational people can can believe irrational things so check out that podcast it's really interesting i also want to re alert you to my podcast with Elliot Jacobson who is a self-professed doomer and uh this is the podcast that i've done that's received the most views it's almost at it's more than 6000 i don't even know what it's at now um close to 7000 views and uh basically he is talking about his doomer attitude which is he's you know he's believes the science he's pro science he knows climate change is real uh but he's saying it's kind of too late and he explains why he believes that so check out that podcast it's really interesting and uh I guarantee you you will learn a lot Finally, please consider making a contribution to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. I own this podcast. I do it on my own, and it's something that I really enjoy. And if you like these podcasts, I do the interviews with a wide variety of people on diverse topics about the environment, about education, about housing, about a whole bunch of different things that we care about in this community. And if you want to support me in my effort in improving the quality of the production, quality of the, the the content and the guest and reach out to bigger and broader and you know people who have more influence not even in Santa Barbara but also outside of Santa Barbara uh, please consider making a contribution you can go to santabarbaratalks.com and make a contribution through PayPal or you can visit santabarbarapodcasts.com and uh, you can use your credit card or ATM card and make a contribution of any amount there. Uh, pays for my time and it allows for me to do these podcasts separate from all the other stuff that I do. So check out this interview with Ben Sprague. Check out Santa Barbara Talks on YouTube. And thanks again for everything. Have a great day. Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. It's a pleasure today to be here with Ben Sprague, who is CEO of Earl Warren Showgrounds. And I got to meet Ben a few years ago, and uh, just a, a great guy to be able to talk to in this community, be a community about all the great things happening with Earl Warren Showgrounds. And he's really been responsible in sort of turning things around for the positive the last few years. And we have a lot to talk about today with some recent controversies that have come up. Uh, ben Sprague, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you today. Yeah, thank you. I uh, want to dive right in and go into what's been in the news in the last week, which is this issue that has arisen with pickleball at Earl Warren Showgrounds. And there's been some conflict as it relates to some other uses at the showgrounds related to roller derby, roller hockey, and there's kind of a lot going on. And I'm going to let you kind of frame it and tell people what's what's happening. But we do know that some people feel as though they were being pushed out in favor of pickleball. And now you are managing and sorting all of this out. Uh, talk to me, what's going on with this space as it relates to roller derby, roller hockey, pickleball, and you know some other uses there? Yeah, you know, like like a lot of things, there's uh, there's it's 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 a lot of misinformation and confusion and and fear in terms of it, and uh, you know there, uh, and so it's it's nice to have an opportunity to try to clear it up. But really, what is what's happening down there with the arena is has to do with who's going to manage it. And so for a number of years, it's been managed by a nonprofit group uh, headed by the roller hockey group, um, and so they've managed it and then subleased it to some other groups. Um, in in recent years, we kind of had, as the showgrounds have really pushed this idea of an arena sports league. Let's bring in more uses, and so we we adopted uh, that that group has entertained futsal and uh, and lacrosse and and now pickleball. And what's what's happened is the use has really grown. Uh, and so the the controversy is that pickleball, who is a uh, is a is a company, not a volunteer group. Um, Dynamite Pickleball has thrown their hat in the ring to operate the arena. Now, I think the big confusion here is roller hockey, pickleball, neither one has, has exclusive use. It's just who is kind of managing all the other user groups. And uh, the idea was really to try and figure out some sort of profit sharing uh, arrangement that really benefited the showgrounds, allows us to reinvest and continue our kind of financial uh, turnaround and success while also uh, being able to service the user groups, all of them as 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 uh, as nicely as well and as efficiently as possible. So I, I think there's some just misinformation about you know what this is and what this could do and some fear about loss of use. But I can tell you that no matter who manages it, everyone's going to get their time. And the goal is really just to maximize the time that that asset is used and how it benefits the community and also hopefully, you know, uh, be able to make enough money to reinvest in it. Let me ask you about pickleball. I obviously, as a reporter, have covered this growing sport in various ways over the last few years. And usually it's this... Um, cut flash between people who use public spaces for maybe tennis or something and the popularity of pickleball has created some sort of a conflict because pickleball is really popular so many people like to play it can you talk about when did dynamite pickleball become um, a thing at Earl Warren when did they start using it and how popular are they I mean are, are there a lot of pickleball players at Earl Warren you know, I it, this is going to, so I think they joined about six months to a year ago. Uh, mm -hmm. They started booking time. You know, I think they book a decent amount of time uh, down there. I actually don't know. They've been, uh, you know, they've been all managed by roller hockey for the most part. I know, I know a little bit about pickleball just because it's been the news, but ultimately, you know, again, for me and then for the showgrounds is trying to figure out how to maximize the use of this space uh, and support as many people in the community as possible. 
Right. And so then the other issue is we have roller derby, right? Uh, brawling Betty's. And we have roller hockey. How long has that been involved at Earl Warren? How long have those uses been going on? So the the hockey rink was originally built in the 90s, and it was specifically for hockey, roller hockey. Um, the roller derby has been there for a number of years now. I'm not sure how many. Um, but what has happened over the years, and especially when the ice rink was was built, that the, that use has gone down. And so they were only using that space you know, several hours a, a week. And uh, as part of kind of our our goal of supporting the community at large, just because it was made for roller hockey doesn't mean it can't be used for all arena sports. And that's that's kind of how this, this controversy came about is we're bringing in all these new uses, but we also want to, uh, hockey will always have a place in that arena. Uh, and so, it, so it's, it's trying to kind of fold those all, all that together. Yeah, I want to get to big picture Earl Warren stuff in a second, but I want to sort of just clarify this a little bit. Sure. Um, so what is where do things stand? Obviously, no one's being pushed out at all. Everybody who's there now will continue to be able to be there. There's just this issue of who's going to have sort of the, the contract, I guess, to manage the various uses. Um, what What is the ultimate sort of... Um, goal here for all of this and, and what are the next steps to to bring some resolution to this yeah i mean as you say the, the goal is the management the management's not easy there is every single group has to have insurance the scheduling is needs to be you know organized with all the different groups and and communication and then we have our own events here you know when fiesta's here for example those are blackout dates these this this week and next week the the first second weekend of July are the national horse show those are blackout dates the arena is not able to be used they're also responsible for all the individuals who come in to use the arena meaning that if people are speeding on the showgrounds they need to be have management of that if if people are you know, drinking and they're not supposed to be or whatever, whatever kind of conflicts arise or, or issues arrive with both the individual end user and the different groups need to be managed by this group. In terms of time, the time is protected. We're, we're, we take our history and relationships very seriously here. And so they're, they're, no one's going to lose time if uh, no matter who manages this, it's really just about active and consistent management of this, of this this asset and it's a complicated moving moving target with lots of things and that includes kind of okay what needs to be fixed um what needs you know the they're responsible for their own restrooms and trash and there's there's all kinds of these it's a little more complicated than just you know who gets to play there you know the next steps i think uh as i said we have this blackout window of the next two weeks i'm, I'm in discussions with everyone to try and figure out the, the the most peaceful path forward and also just reassure everybody that nobody's losing time we're, we're we're just trying to elevate the management of this and whoever is is ultimately responsible for that these are the expectations and and then we'll we'll lock in probably a year contract and and see how it goes yeah you know earl warren is this incredible facility that we have in Santa Barbara and it's it's huge it's so much space and so much happens there and people may or may not even be aware of what goes on at Oro Warren and all of the uses and I'm wondering if you could just talk Ben about what this this asset is it's I guess it's state-owned but you know you have a board of directors that manage it and then you know you're the CEO and 
there's all this activity. I was just at the circus recently with my family. I go to the fair. Uh, I drive by on Thursdays. There's a swap meet. Obviously, the horse community has got a big presence. There's so much going on. So can you give us kind of this overview of what is Earl Warren? What is going on there? <laughs> you know, what's funny is that seems like such a silly question, but it's such a good question. I grew up in town and I didn't, I mean, it, the same thing. I've been by it, but I didn't understand it. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it. So um, so the, the Earl Warren is, as you said, state owned. It's technically the 19th agricultural district of the state of California. So we're governed by the this, this California Department of Food and Agriculture. And as you said, my board of directors are appointed by the governor. And we're, we're 34 acres that is zoned recreational. Uh, we, we're not technically in the city, even though we're surrounded by city. Um, we are in the county and and we're a host to just a, a ton of events that, uh, you know, most people come here once or twice a year for something. Um, but there's there's oftentimes multiple events happening. Right now we have a, this Santa Barbara National Horse Show in the equestrian area and a hot tub sale in the in the in the big building. And I think we have a private event in one of our other buildings. And so we're just we're ultimately this multi-use community event center that is was set up for one purpose and then has evolved into multiple into having multiple uh, uses and purposes. Uh, a number of years ago now, I think about 10 or 12, we lost our state funding. So we used to be funded by the state uh, and and a, a previous governor turned that off. So, so all the DAAs, all the agricultural districts had to come up with, to become self-supporting. And so we are self-supporting. We, we have to pay all of our own bills. Um, uh, and even though we are state of California employees, we're responsible for that. So we are this balance of community kind of a support for the community, this, this, this tool really in this, in Santa Barbara that is, is supporting the community and also having to not just pay for our operating, but also pay for our, you know, improvements and, and, and maintenance. So one of the reasons that we're having that, that pickleball issue come up is Earl Warren's trying to be more financially self-sustainable. And as I reported, pickleball offered that dynamite pickleball offer to manage that contract. And so it's an offer. It's a financial consideration. You just explained that you need to be, you need to make money, right? You, you can't give away all of this stuff. And so can we talk about what you've been working on um, in the past few years? Because we first met during the pandemic, right at the beginning, and you were really hustling. <laughs> I don't mean that in a pejorative way. You were just, you were really working hard to figure out a way to to keep Earl Warren going uh, because of, you know, past management financial issues. So can you talk about the the hole that Earl Warren was in, what you did to bring it out of that hole and where you're headed right now in terms of basically being a, a profitable facility? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When, when I first took over, I did a, a long financial analysis and basically determined that by the end of the year, we were going to need a bridge loan of $200,000 just to make it through the year. And that we had to rethink how we did business. And, and I'll give you one example. So uh, among the assets we have here, we have an RV park, we've got five commercial kitchens, we have an arena, uh, a roller arena, as you know, we have, uh, you know, equestrian arenas, we have three buildings, um, we have all these different assets. And the way that they were 
used or or rented was was kind of stuck uh, a number of years before. So the, the example I always use is the kitchen space was renting for about 50 cents a square foot when market values are closer to $5 a square foot. And we didn't just slam Sam and say, okay, raising the rates immediately to that. We tried to ladder it up to be fair to our, you know, to, and to, to keep our local community, our local Earl Warren, kind of the folks who have been doing it in, but also we have to be financially viable. Uh, some of the other things, and, and that included some of the rates for our, uh, for our events. Uh, you know, we had to raise our equestrian rates. We had to raise some of our, our, our lease rates. Um, you know, we raised our, we raised our arena sports rate, uh, back then. And, uh, you know, so these were all kind of considerations to, to start to make us more profitable because it's not just about making a profit because every dollar we get is reinvested here in the showgrounds, but truthfully, there's so much deferred maintenance that needs to be handled up here that we have to make money at a rate that we can afford to do it. Um, and so with that, and then, and then I was also able to win some grants. Uh, we won a, a million or a million and a half uh, to redo the Warren Hall roof. Um, and that construction's almost finished. Um, uh, we were able to get some uh, some loans and some some considerations during COVID. And so we've really been able to not just dig ourselves out of the the bridge loan which would only take us to fair which is our largest and our most profitable event and also the only event that we're actually required by law to have um uh, we're able to have just these multiple business units that all are showing some sort of profit and that and that allows us some freedom to say okay let's let's now like let's let's do things like have our website professionally fixed up have and take these steps that need to happen to have kind of the event center that Santa Barbara deserves. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's so it's such a cool facility. I mean, I grew up here, so I have this fondness for it, but for all the the people who, you know, come to UCSB or who move in for a job, you know, they just might drive by it and not really know unless like they go to the fair or one of the weekend things or something, but it's incredible all of the stuff you have to coordinate because I mean, you still have, uh, you have family events, you have quinceaneras, you've got uh, activities where, where there's hundreds of people, maybe more like thousands at Earl Warren on any given weekend. And it's, it's quite fascinating to see what you're doing. So financially, uh, what, what are some of the ways that you're trying to make Earl Warren more uh, successful over the long term? Is it more programming? Is it is it booking more events? Uh, how, how are you deciding um, how this is going to work going in the future? And, and, and I just want to throw in there, you recently changed your mission statement. So let's talk about that. Yeah, well, uh, so so one of the, the kind of learning curves with Earl Warren is we do three things. One is that we have year year like year round rentals. Our kitchens are rented on a yearly basis. The the th that type of stuff. We also have events we produce. So we produce the Santa Barbara National Horse Show and the Fair and Expo. Those we produce in house. It's done by our staff. Those are events. Besides that, all the other events here are rentals. So an event comes and rents the space from us and holds their event. And that's that's complicated. There's you know food and liquor license and 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 uh, you know. Uh, items that you're bringing in furniture or, or whatever it is the 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 PA equipment all of that stuff so those are kind of the three buckets of 
of our business. Uh, and really the one that, that we're focused on mostly here is the, the third bucket. Um, and, and, and trying to say to the community, and this plays into the mission statement, which I can get to in a minute, but trying to say to the community is we belong to you. We are here for you to produce your event. And now we have certain requirements. You need insurance. We have state requirements. You need insurance. It needs to pay for itself, that type of stuff. So we're, you know, we're not doing that, but we, we're open for business for people to say, hey, this is our space. I'm going to produce an event. And there's legacy events here like Fiesta Rodeo, who's that's been happening for you know years and years, and is one of my most favorite events. There's you know Monster Trucks has been happening for a long time. There's the Gem Fair. There there is the Dog Show. There's there's so many events that happen here that draw people from all over the community and all over the country. To be honest, um, that uh, really that's it. Is, is is it's a message to the promoters and the event producers of the community and and the state and even beyond that this is this is a place that you come and you produce your events it's it's your event center come have your event here and we want to make it nice so that you want to have your event here <laughs> and really that's that's the part of the financial turnaround here is is that people don't want to rent a facility with bathrooms that are are dirty and or not dirty but run down and things like that and so we're we're actively fixing these up as as we as we uh, uh have some financial security yeah and and what's the deal with the mission statement? That was a big deal that I reported on. Uh, being able to to change a few words or maybe a lot of words to say this is where we're headed. Can you talk about why that was significant? Yeah, I, I think I mean the, the showgrounds were made for originally for the horse and flower show in 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 the fifties in Santa Barbara, and those at the time those you know they were they were huge. We had multiple flower shows and many many horse shows. We only have one flower show now, and that's the Orchid Show. It's an amazing show if you haven't seen it. And and we have about six to six to nine equestrian shows a year, including our two weeks of the Santa Barbara National and Fiesta Rodeo. And so those uses, while still really important and 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 part of part of our story, both in the past and moving forward. We're not sustaining the. We're not really taking the most advantage of the of the grounds, uh, and so we have an opportunity here where certain areas sit unused for a big chunk of the time to think about. Okay, so we can't use. We're not using them for that. What else can we use them for? And so by changing the mission statement to kind of be broader, really is what it is. Is you know we we said we. Um, it, it, it had it's it, the idea was it serves the existing and changing needs of the Santa Barbara community. And that's, and that's really what it is. It's not pegging it as this one need, but all of these needs, it says, okay, well, what can we be, who can use this space? And we've done that. You know, one example is the trapeze uh, that is, is yeah. still going on. I think uh, downtown, they yeah. started here and we had a, we had a deal with them for about two years and it wasn't ideal for them because it was on cement, but they were able to start their fledgling business. It was profitable to us. And it built this thing. So what else can we do? Yeah. And that's that's really it's it's really about saying we're open for business. Come come here. What are your ideas? And let's see how we can use this asset to to you know build a better community. Yeah, I remember driving on the 101 and looking out and seeing the trapeze people and you know trying to like, well, that's really cool, you know, getting a glimpse at it for a few seconds, you know. And now of course they're they're downtown at I think Veracruz Park and they're doing really well, of course. Yeah, I wanted to see if you could just say a few words about the horse community because you know another like parallel thing that I've reported on over the years is from time to time some issues will arise and there's some sentiment from um, people who uh, appreciate the horse activities at Oral Warren who sort of feel like 
you know, hey, we're getting pushed out or we're not as valuable as we once were. And I'm wondering if you could just sort of clarify, talk about that. You've got this big show the next two weekends. It's a national event. Um, how important is the horse community, horse shows to Earl Warren? And and obviously there's no effort to drive them out either. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the misconceptions that we work with here. I mean, the horse community and, you know, events that are worn are critically important. They, they are a, you know, a, a, an enormous part of our history and heritage and also, you know, part of our agricultural education. And, and we're always going to, you know, as long as there's horse events in, in California, we're always going to throw our hat into the into the rink. Forgive my joke there. And uh, and and have horse events here that. Horse events have become less prevalent and less common in California, and so that's one of the things that we've been up against. But uh, but the horse community is invested. There's a lot of history there, and it's 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 such an opportunity to showcase this amazing you know sport to the Santa Barbara community. Um, we have this this coming week is really is the jumping class. Uh, the next week is the hunter jumpers, and this that's this isn't you know an Olympic style event. We have. We have, it's it's USEF rated, um, and that's the United States Equestrian Federation. And we went and fought for our dates, which are over 100 years old. So it's it's an it's an incredibly important part of our of our business and who we are as a as an organization. And it's not the only thing that we do. And that's really the 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 kind of the thing is there's enough space to share, and we can have equestrian events as well as other events at the same time. And I you know our equestrian groups are really the most passionate about our grounds well except obviously now this this there's arena folks who are passionate so i, I love some passion um but uh, yeah this it's 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 they're certainly not going anywhere anytime soon in fact if i'm if i i, I one of my favorite things here when, uh, the math super bowl is one of my favorite things when all the schools come together and they have this event one of my other favorite things is walking or, or outside the arena during fiesta rodeo when there's when like when there's you can hear the animals, the horses at full speed running and the crowd cheering. And it's just this very magic feeling, even when you're not in the arena. Wow. That's great. Um, how was the fair this year? Uh, the fair is always the big highlight. Uh, so many people go. Um, how, how, how was it this year? Is it back to uh, pre-COVID numbers? It's honestly, it's it's beyond that. Uh, the last three years since COVID, we have uh, our fair has grown exponentially, uh, of almost forty five percent in growth, and it's 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 become much larger. We're not entirely sure what it is. I think it was because uh, in twenty twenty one, when we had our it was right after the right after the state uh, lockdown was lifted, and we just we had huge huge numbers, and and those have continued now for three years. So our fair has actually gotten bigger. And is even more, you know, is even more of a thing. And in fact, there may be some interesting news coming out in a couple of months about about next year's fair. Oh wow! Oh, you're going to give me the exclusive. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, the other thing is, you know, I was recently at the circus, and you know, no animals at the circus. It's all basically just like showmanship, acrobatics. You know, really talented, talented stuff. And I'm always amazed that, you know. There are people there, but it's never full. You know, the times that I've been, it's never like capacity crowd. And it's such like this really cool event. Like people should go. People should check it out because these people are among the most fit, athletic, 
incredible like people walking the planet i mean they're just doing the flips and twirls and it's this unreal and so I'm, I'm glad just my own thing i'm glad you have that circus that you still do that because it's that's that's very fun as well that's grown as well it's it's gone from one week twice a year to two weeks twice a year and it's mm-hmm. it's funny what um you know I, I have three kids and it's funny what people reach out to me socially about having an experience here and, and the circus was one of those where a bunch of parents were like ah we went to the circus the other day and it was awesome mm-hmm. and so yeah, i'm not sure when they're back again but it's definitely it's kind of a sleeper uh thing to do in santa barbara yeah well it's so interactive and accessible you're the the, the performers will come right out and interact with you and stuff hey uh ben let's talk a little bit about you because hearing you talk about everything that goes on at earl warren it's a big job it's like a huge job and i know in talking to you you don't have a whole lot of staff i mean you're there you have a board of directors you're always working you're doing so much can you talk to me a little bit about like where you came from and how how did you even even get this job in the first place and the great news is you're you're a local kid, right? You grew up in Montecito, and so you um, you know this is your community. This isn't just some job for you. This is your community. So can you talk about how Ben Sprague came to be working at Earl Warren? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, after after school, I actually moved back to Santa Barbara and started working in the geography department at UCSB. But because I thought I wanted to be a teacher, but that wasn't for me. And the, and then I really kind of got my hooks in entertainment at the Santa Barbara Bowl, where I worked for about three years, three or four years. And from there, I, I got roped into kind of uh, to producing events, um, to producing, uh, uh, I, I, I was fortunate enough to, to find my way to work on Super Bowl XL in Detroit. Um, and that led me into a, a, a career, a, about a 13 year career of entertainment, where I would do a lot of live television events and a lot of, a lot of, uh, just television events in general. And that includes just television production. So a lot of like different locations, negotiating with locations, lots of different scheduling, cameras, talents, uh, insurance, you know, payment, all, just all these kind of different things. And then, then doing multiple shows at the same time. And so I'm very familiar with working with, you know, locations and event centers and things like that i know i knew how they thought and then i also was very familiar with kind of having lots of irons in the fire at the same time doing different things and different opinions about it and and schedules and all that all all those things and then it was actually interestingly enough it was the mudslides that that really put my eye, eye here i uh i had been feeling a little hollow about what i felt like i was producing in terms of I came to see that the shows that I enjoyed producing didn't make a lot of money. And the ones that I didn't enjoy as much were the, were the popular ones. And so I started to think about maybe being involved in emergency management, uh, logistics and that type of thing. And then uh, I was I, somebody said, hey, this job just came up and you should really think about it. Uh, and that was that was a, li- a bit after the mudslides and which obviously impacted me very personally, um, uh, having grown up right there. Uh, so that's that's kind of the story and and then it brought me here and 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 I and as a bonus to continuing to do some sort of entertainment here I also get to deal in, or, you know handle some of that emergency management uh uh stuff when we're you know unfortunate enough to have that type of stuff happen in town right so Earl Warren is sort of a staging ground for emergency crews as needed is that yeah, it's kind of the the one and only spot. Uh, you know, every time we have a a, a uh, an event here, um, uh, 
you know, an emergency event, the, the, the leadership of all the different units are always like, thank God you guys are here and the lights are on. And, uh, you know, you can, we can do the, don't know how we do without it. I mean, we, we do so much. We, uh, we, we are a large animal evacuation center, uh, you know, horses, alpacas, llamas, any, anything large comes, comes to us from, from all kinds of, all kinds of distance, frankly. Uh, we, we've, st we stage emergency crews, first responders, national guard equipment, um, you know, we've had uh, FEMA drop off trailers just in case we we've been a, a, a warming center, a counseling center. We're kind of this, uh, you know, multi-use emergency management or the new term is community resiliency center um, where, you know, they can sleep a thousand firefighters or have a news conference or feed them, you know, and just kind of the home base. Yeah. Along those lines, one of the things that comes up in the context of what to do with our Warren is housing. And we know that there's these state demands. Can you just clear the air there? Like why not build a whole bunch of housing at over one showgrounds, right? There's huge parking lots, all this space. Does that come up? I mean, how are you, how are you guys exempt from that conversation? We're not exempt from any conversation, but uh, you know, I, I, we're not in any conversation either. Uh, you know, I have not heard one truthful whisper of that i've heard concerns and all that and all of that type of thing but at this point there's no credence no no validity to to no truth to any kind of housing at earl warren i think we're too valuable as an emergency management center as well as providing the community with a bunch of other uh, recreational and and space support so yeah that that, that is that is a narrative that if there's any truth to it i certainly haven't seen it in in almost five years Right. I remember they were talking about where it was a suggestion to put the police station there. Remember, even that one was, you know, something that that came up as well. So yeah, everybody wants to be at our Warren, apparently. It's you know, we it's 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 a it's a very special place. And the and the the possibilities are endless. I mean, for me, it's it's like, OK, let's then let's 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 embrace those possibilities. But let's do it in the most inclusive, multi-use community center type of way. And while also doing our historic and, and heritage uses, there's a way to do that. Uh, and we're we're trying to get there and sort of headed that direction. Yeah, well, it's been a dramatic turnaround in terms of where things are at. And there's such, like you said, the sky's the limit. There's so many possibilities. Year from now, two years, five years from now, Earl Warren can have this tremendous like like presence in the community as, as almost like the bull does or something just like in terms of just awareness, like, Oh yeah, this goes on there. And I think we're headed in that direction. Go back to your personal story for a second. So are you a uh, Laguna Blanca kid? Did you go to Santa Barbara high? Uh, you know, tell me about Ben Sprague growing up, you know, K through 12, what kind of things did you do? Oh, geez. Uh, let's see. I, I went to Crane and then Kate and oh. uh, I was uh, soccer, climbing, surfing, uh, you know, uh, uh, that type of stuff um yeah i uh i i mean i i've said this before but i have my memories of earl warren as a kid are the fair and monster trucks um a little bit but uh yeah i mean yeah it's santa barbara's home and there's there's so much i still love to do here yeah well i've never been to the monster trucks but i i'm old enough to when you guys had wrestling there you know right in that I think it's that that yellow thing behind you. What is that called? What what is the name of that that facility? So, so the, I this guy, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 
a flower building because it's 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 it looks like an egg, but really what it is 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 it's a daisy from the air. So if you look at an aerial mm. photo, mm. the daisy, and it's called the exhibit building because it used to have all these exhibits in it um, for fair and for other other things. So oh, okay, yeah. So no, the wrestling was over there where they have the the rodeo and stuff. Yeah, that that in, facility in the, in the arena. Yeah, but we've <laughs> had wrestling in, in in MMA in there. There's been a bands that have played in there, weddings, big events. Uh, you know, some some electronic bands that became huge were in there, Chainsmokers and. Uh, Eddie Ayoko, I think is his name. Uh, it, it's a really interesting building because it is shaped like a daisy, which most people don't look for buildings shaped like daisies uh, when they're renting. But it's it's also the spot, uh, just emergency management wise, where the Orca Show is. Uh, you know, I I've, I've been in there during briefings while crews are eating, and you know, it's it's just it's it's I think it's the largest commercial or you know rentable building in Santa Barbara County. You should do a at some point when you get, since you have so much money, you know, to do all these things is some sort of like video documentary on like the history of Earl Warren. And you just have all this footage of everything that has happened over the years. And if Earl Warren doesn't have it, you should ask the community to like share their videos of things they have attended because it is this incredible facility. I mean, we talk about the importance of mixed use and diversity and being able to do lots of different things in the community. I mean, Earl Warren is a place for the Latino community, you know, in terms of events, family events, quinceaneras, um, the fair, obviously, you know, a lot of affordable working class stuff for people to do. And um, not just that, but also all of, you know, the flower show, the orchid show, the rodeo stuff. It's really a, a snapshot of everything that is Santa Barbara and all of us who who share this space. And I think one of the things you can continue to work on is telling that story, you know, and getting that out through through video. You know, you got to start your TikTok channel, you know, you got to start. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you have an Instagram, but, you know, you got to sort of make Earl Warren cool because it is cool in its own way when you're there. I mean, that's, that is, that is such a like, beautifully said, and, 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 you know, I don't know if strategic planning is cool, but the board has been engaged in kind of a multi-year strategic planning process with just this kind of idea in mind. It's like, okay, so who are we, who do we serve, you know, and how do we serve as many existing and potential uses as possible? And so the, the board is doing the strategic planning work, which I think is going to I hopefully result in some sort of master plan of like, okay, so how can this be the representative of our whole community and stay as the most affordable event rental place in Santa Barbara, which it by far is, um, you know, so how, how do we do that? How do we create the Swiss army knife of an invest event center for every single person in Santa Barbara? And yes, maybe not everybody gets exactly what they want, but if maybe everybody compromises a little bit, they can have everything that they need. And so uh, uh, that's, you know, the board's doing that work, which is hard work. And hopefully I'm hopeful for results kind of allowing us to chart a path and then maybe ra even raising some money to put up some new buildings or, you know, uh, to to create sort of, you know, removable field space or, you know, all these different ideas that have been floated around. Yeah. And, and just, you know, like we went to the circus 
the parking, there's no parking costs. Like, like you can go to this stuff and not have to spend 40 bucks to park or 20 bucks. You know, some of the events might have parking fees, but some of them don't as well. Um, I want to sort of give you the last word here, Ben. This has been a really cool conversation, sort of just talking about Earl Warren and all the changes, but maybe um, we'll go back to the beginning and then you can just send us off with the future. But uh, when are you going to make a decision about like, who's going to manage that contract and, um, you know, is that, you know, is that coming the next week, couple of weeks? You mentioned it's kind of a, a downtime right now because of the horse show. And then just kind of give us your final thoughts on why people should consider attending, whether it's the swap meet or it's the, the, you know, Fiesta Rodeo or it's, you know, it's an event on the weekend, you know, why people should give or a warrant an opportunity to, you know, check out what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'll be making a decision very soon. The goal is to have, uh, uh, people back in the arena by the time the national horse show's over don't want the end user to suffer for kind of this confusion over management and trying to figure that out so uh hopefully that mess will be cleaned up uh, shortly and everyone will be at least you know at least playing and hopefully happier uh in the long run however that turns out and you know i think i think the you said it it's it, earl warren's cool let's you know I, I think people should come to figure out how we can make it more cool i mean what what things do people want to bring here this is your community event center and maybe maybe the you know the rodeo or the swap meet or the gem fair or the dog show or you know one of these equestrian events isn't your cup of tea but come and come to one and look at the space and be like well what do we you know how can we do this how do we create like this multi-use flexible space that could handle all these diff different other things in Santa Barbara. Space is at a premium here, and we have a lot of it. It's just we want to make we want to take it from an underutilized place to a utilized place, and we're we're actively setting a course to do so. So, honestly, what I want to say to everyone is get involved. Come come check it out. Come bring ideas. You know, it's a. Uh, there's there's boards and public meetings, and there's 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 opportunity here, and and for anyone who wants to get involved. So come, come, come on by anytime we're here. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Ben. You're doing a great job. I hear that from people in the community um, that they're pleased with the work and you're kind of the perfect guy at the perfect time to be running or a Warren. So, um, you know, it's great to see everything that's happening and thanks a lot for this conversation. And I'm sure we'll, We'll talk soon with whatever news story comes out of Earl Warren next. Well, thank, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation as well, Josh. All right. Take care. Take care.